Before we recite the Fatih Durood and Salam, we'll just mention some of the virtues and benefits of reciting Durood and Salam upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran in Majid, Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Verily Allah Ta'ala and His angels, they shower their special mercies on Nabi Akrim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So all you people who believe, O people of Iman, convey mercies and salutations upon Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So urging the Mu'mineen to invoke special mercies on Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Ta'ala begins by saying that He and His angels convey their mercies upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and it is incumbent on all muslims to pray for Allah ta'ala's mercy to be showered on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam because we cannot repay the favors that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has done for us so the reason for expressing the command in this manner is that the believer should take pride in doing something that Allah ta'ala and his angels also do the word yusalluna is used with the following three meanings. Firstly, it means mercy. Secondly, it means dua. And thirdly, it means praise. So this is similar to love, which varies depending on a person being referred to. The love a father has for his son is different from the love that a son has for his father. Similarly, the love a son has for his mother differs from the love that the son has for his wife. So you get different types of love. So in the same way, the purport of the word Yusalluna varies according to the person it is used for. When referring to Allah Ta'ala, it means that Allah showers His special mercies on a person. When it is used for the angels, then it means that they make, that they make dua for Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness on behalf of someone. And when it is used for the mu'mins, it means that they pray for Allah Ta'ala's mercy to be showered upon someone. And it also means that they praise someone. So the honor that Allah Ta'ala has bestowed on Rasulullah in this world is that Allah Ta'ala has elevated his status so that people take his name favorably and his deen will perpetuate until the day of Qiyamah. The honor that Allah Ta'ala will accord him in the year after is that Allah Ta'ala will allow him to make the greatest intercession when he will attain the position of the Maqam of Mahmud and his virtue will shine above all others. So that is the benefit of reciting durood. And what are the virtues of reciting durood? There are many many hadiths that show the virtues of reciting durood. And one is we're going to inshallah recite this kitab, the 40 durood. But any durood a person knows he can recite it. Even the shortest durood, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Even that too we should make a habit of continuously reciting it. Muslim Sharif report, reports that Hazrat Abu Huraira says that Rasulullah said that Allah Ta'ala will send 10 mercies on the person who sends one durood upon me. He also adds that the person's stages in the year after will be raised 10 times. 10 rewards will be added to his records of deeds and 10 sins will be erased from his record of sins. Just by reciting one durood. Hazrat Abdullah bin Masood also reports from Rasulullah wasallam that the person who recites the most durood will be closest to me 
on the day of Qiyamah. May Allah bless us with this maqam. Hazrat Abdullah bin Masood also narrates that Nabi Akram said that a group of angels travel throughout the earth to convey the greetings of my ummah to me. That every person that makes the road, an angel takes it and conveys it directly to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also mentions that do not make your homes graveyards by not performing salah and do not make my qabr and eat by celebrating them. Rather, send durood to me because your durood is conveyed to me irrespective of wherever you are in the world. Wherever you may be in the world, your durood is always conveyed to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Since no acts of worship take place in the graveyard, the home should not be left without worship. Therefore, people should perform their nafil and sunnah salah at home. And making Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam grave and eat means that people should not visit his grave adorned in the finery. They should visit it with utmost respect and reverence. In another hadith, Hazrat Abdullah reports that Hazrat Abdullah bin Umar reports that when a person recites durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once, Allah Ta'ala and his angel, they send down 70, they invoke 70 mercies upon this person. Mullah Ali Kali writes that the above narration applies to reciting durood on Fridays because the rewards of deeds tend to be multiplied during auspicious times. Nabi Akrim also mentioned that Friday is the best of days. It was on this day that Adam was created and Adam passed away on this day. The trumpet will be blown on this day and all creation will collapse when the trumpet is blown. So since Friday is the best day, send durood to me in abundance on this day because your durood is now presented to me. Hazrat Abdullah bin Masood also mentions that I was performing salah when Rasulullah arrived with Hazrat Abu Bakr and Hazrat Umar anhu. And as I completed my salah, I was in the sitting posture, I praised Allah Ta'ala and thereafter I recited durood upon Rasulullah And thereafter I started making dua. So Nabi Akrim saw this. And Nabi Akrim told me that ask, after he made durood, he praised Allah Ta'ala, Nabi Akram told him that ask. And whatever you ask, you will receive it. That is the barakat of the durood that was recited. In another hadith, Rasulullah was in the masjid when a person entered the masjid and he began performing salah. After his salah, he began making dua. And he said that, Oh Allah, forgive me and have mercy on me. So Rasulullah heard this and Nabi Akram said that, Oh person performing salah, you were hasty. Remember the next time when you're performing salah and thereafter when you sit down to make your dua, begin by praising Allah Ta'ala as Allah Ta'ala deserves to be praised and thereafter recite durood and then ask what you have to ask. So let us remember this also. This is the time, this is the month of seeking from the pleasure, of, from the treasures of Allah Ta'ala. So whenever we're making dua also, first start off by praising Allah Ta'ala and thereafter we're reciting Durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When you recite Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen was salatu was salamu ala ashrafil mursaleen. That is the best way. First Alhamdulillah, you're praising Allah Ta'ala. Thereafter was salatu was salam upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And even when you're ending our dua, Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun, we praise Allah Ta'ala was salamun ala mursaleen. And thereafter we're making durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Fuzala bin Ubaid narrates that another person then performs salah. And after salah he prays Allah Ta'ala 
and he recited durood before he began his dua. Rasulullah addressed this person and he said that, O person performing salah, make dua, for verily your dua will be accepted. So this hadith teaches us that how to make dua. A person should commence by praising Allah Ta'ala and then reciting durood. The recitation of durood has a great effect in securing the acceptance of duas. In fact, Hazrat Umar used to say that a person's dua is suspended between the heavens and the earth if he does not recite durood. Mashayikh have mentioned that while a person may not be rewarded, while a person may not be rewarded for other acts of zikr, durood is always rewarded. So sometimes a person is not rewarded, he does not know what he is accepted, but durood is always rewarded. A person should therefore recite durood at the beginning and at the end of his dua. Allah Ta'ala in his magnanimity will not only accept the two ends of the dua, but also the the content that is in between. So recite durood at the beginning, as I mentioned, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, والصلاه والسلام على اشرف المرسلين and when you end it subhana rabbika you praise allah ta'ala and recite durood also in one hadith nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that whenever people participate in a gathering that is devoid of allah's zikr and it is devoid of durood the gathering will be a source of harm for them allah ta'ala may punish them or allah ta'ala may forgive them hazrat ali reports that nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam said a true miser a true miser is the one who does not recite durood when my name is mentioned. So whenever we hear the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, make it a habit to recite sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Abu Zar reports that he was once with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when the letter asked, should I not inform you about the worst miser? So when the Sahaba asked as to who he was, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that the man who does not recite durood when my name is taken, he is the worst miser. As Ka'ab bin Ujra reports that Rasulullah once instructed the Sahaba to draw close to the mimbar. And when they did, we hear this hadith all the time with regards to Ramadan. And there is also virtue of durood in this hadith. So Nabi Akrim climbed upon the mimbar and as he took the first step he said, Amin. As he took the second step he said, Amin. And as he took the third step, he said, Amin. And when after Nabi Akrim came down, the Sahaba said, Oh Nabi of Allah, when we saw you mounting the mimbar in such a way, we never noticed it before. That you said, Amin. You climbed the first step, second step, third step, you said, Amin. So Rasulullah thereafter explained that when I climbed the first step, Jibreel Amin came to me. And he said that curses be upon that person of my ummah, that this month of Ramadan comes. And he lets this month of Ramadan pass by and he fails to gain forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. So this month is a month of forgiveness, of seeking from the treasures of Allah Ta'ala. Ya baghi al-khayri aqbil. Kola calls out that, O seeker of good, come closer, come closer. The, why is it in the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Nabi Akhira mentions that the doors of Jahannam are closed, the doors of Jannah are open, the shayateen are tied up. If you want someone to take maximum benefit from anything, then you'll try and make them comfortable as possible in whatever it may be if you don't want somebody to take maximum benefit then we will put certain obstacles but if you want him to take maximum benefit then we will make we'll take out whatever barriers whatever obstacles there so yeah even the rebellious shayateen are tied up why so now a person is left with no excuse that Allah Ta'ala has opened the doors of Jannah for this person to seek from the treasures of Allah Ta'ala and the rebellious chat in a tied up, 
So this person has to fight his nafs. Many times a person still feels lazy today, bothered even this Mubarak month. Why is it that throughout the year now he was accustomed in following a slave to shaitan, becoming a slave to his desires. Now the month of Ramadan comes, he still has that laziness in him. So to fight it, to, to punish yourself and tell yourself, no, I need to make this ibadat, I need to... Sometimes shaitan will make a person's delay, or the nafs will make a person delay. That never mind, wake up for tajud. He intended to wake up at maybe two o'clock, half past two, and then he puts the alarm off. He tells him, no, wake up at three o'clock. Three o'clock comes, becomes four o'clock, and before he knows it, it's the time of seri, and he doesn't have time to do it. So we need to fight ourselves and be hard on ourselves. And inshallah, whatever good we learn in this Mubarak month, whatever good we learn in the Tikaf, it will be a stepping stone for us to continue throughout the month, throughout the year, inshallah. May Allah give us the tawfiq. So that was the one that curses be upon that person who this month of Ramadan comes and he fails to gain maghfirat, he fails to gain forgiveness. He just lets this month pass by. Inshallah, we'll, re- we'll recite the durood shortly, a few minutes, inshallah. And the second step, Nabi Akrim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam climbed it and he said, Amin. What is the reason behind it? That Nabi Akrim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Jibreel Amin said that may that person be destroyed who he hears the name of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he does not say durood upon Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, so severe it is. Who is making the dua? Jibreel Amin, angel, the greatest of Allah Ta'ala's malaika, such a huge, powerful, mighty angel. He is making the dua. And Nabi Akrim Sassam himself is saying, Amin. That Nabi, when the opportunity came to even curse enemies, Nabi Akrim didn't curse the enemies. So much of harm, so much of difficulty they caused him in Taif. And Nabi Akrim Sassam didn't curse them. He said that Allah Ta'ala must take out from their progeny such people who will worship Allah Ta'ala and don't ascribe any partners to Allah Ta'ala. But here Nabi Akrim Sassam is saying Amin to the door of Jibreel. And the third person, may Allah Ta'ala protect us, may Allah Ta'ala save us, the third Amin was this, that Nabi Akrim Jibreel Amin said that may that person be destroyed who finds one or both of his parents and they are old. And Allah Ta'ala has given him this, it is not a burden, it is a rahmat, it is a mercy from the side of Allah Ta'ala. That a person sees his parents reaching old age. But despite him witnessing them reaching old age, and he has that ability to make their khidmat, but he does not secure his jannat by making their khidmat. He becomes, instead of being a source of blessing for them, he becomes a source of difficulty for them. And he does not make their khidmat. And this has earned the wrath and the anger of Allah Ta'ala. Jibreel, I mean, makes dua, but dua against that person. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, Amin to that dua. May Allah Ta'ala protect us, may Allah Ta'ala save us. Those whose parents are living, those of us whose parents are living, let us ensure that we make their khidmat. And those whose parents have passed on, we make dua to Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala grant them the highest maqam and estate places in Jannat. And make, it, make our meeting place with them in Jannat. Inshallah Ta'ala. Wa akhiru dana. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah.